All right, Shaggy. So the Colorado Avalanche drop game one, pretty much not what you want to do in any series, uh, but they do against the Seattle Kraken three to one. And I know because it's the playoffs, there might be a lot of panic buttons being slammed already. But at least I am here to tell you, like, just again, calm down. I was okay with how the Avalanche played for the most part. They still need to do some things and to improve, no doubt about that. A lot to get to, obviously, on this episode of Locked On Avalanche coming right at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, there we go. All right, we're back. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. I am uh, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live and definitely subscribe to our subtext uh, where you can converse with Kyle and I on a one-on-one basis. Link to that is in the show notes below. <clears throat> All right, Kyle. Um, we will definitely be getting to our sound check later. That should be an interesting one. Uh, but the Avalanche 3-1 to one, lose this thing to the Seattle Kraken in game one. Uh, and I just feel like maybe people were just expecting an Avalanche win. You know what I mean? Just everything was kind of lined up. They were playing well to end the season. You have an expansion team in, in their second year. Uh, a lot of people just not really giving them any chance at all. And I still think a lot of people won't, <laughs> even after this <laughs> win. Uh, and a lot of people following a loss just want to hone in on, well, the team didn't play well. I don't think the Avalanche played horrible. I, I really don't. And we'll get into some things. They were off. They were off on some um, certain things. And I have a list of them, which I will get to. And every time they happen, I just I added another bullet point. And they, they, it was it was like they were playing like the first week of the season when they were just off a little bit, but not enough to be completely blown out of the arena. Um, and and they hung around and, and you, you were hoping they could get a greasy goal somehow. Um, did they play perfectly? No. Did they play horribly? I don't think so. Well, this is my this is my time to tell everybody. I've been telling you about this Seattle team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I've been telling you, have, you though. You have, yeah. They are like the everydayers that listen each and every day. Uh, you know that, and you had Erica on. You talked about Seattle yeah. and what they're bringing to the table. Every game for Seattle from here on out is a Stanley Cup final for them. They're getting to experience all of it for the first time. It's magical. It's wonderful. The Avalanche are doing exactly what they do. And, hey, they have a healthy roster. This is new. We have to figure out how to play with each other. You could see that. <laughs> well, yeah. you, could, you could see that Seattle, this is like, this is Disney to them everything is magical and wonder and get to play together. It's you could see that with their energy and how they came out there and reacted to all the moments. 
And Colorado, you they like you said, they didn't play good. They didn't play bad. It was right in the middle, one way our way, and that way, <laughs> and that was, was the way. That this <laughs> is the way. Yeah, and that's it, it's it's not bad, but it's not good enough to beat a team that comes in there wanting to just bust the doors down yeah i mean like when 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 things were going well for the avalanche you thought like okay they flipped the switch um and they'll keep it that switch on that didn't seem to be the case and then they'd have moments where they were on the complete opposite end of that and yeah i mean well you said like seattle is kind of like in in disneyland here maybe to an extent but they had a great game plan they, mm-hmm. they played a solid game it's not like the avalanche were fumbling over themselves and seattle just cleaned up everything seattle played well seattle played a very good game and and you know again again the everydayers who listen know that the avalanche when they lose you're not going to get the same team next yeah. game and seattle knows that too right so how this game went, the Avalanche will learn from it. Um, they got to come out with a, a little bit more intensity, especially on the depth lines. I thought the top two lines were fine. And I thought, you know, th- there, there was a, 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 a shift by the um, Lars Eller line early in the game. That was pretty good. And I'm mm-hmm. like, great. This is, this is a good start for them. And then they just kind of like disappeared. So, yes, like – I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, the Avalanche. It was just one of those games where they outplayed the opponent but ended up losing. No, they got outplayed by the Kraken and lost. But it was the the, the discrepancy between how Seattle played and how the Avalanche played uh, is only visible by the score, yeah. right? If you're if you're looking at how they played on the ice, I I thought they they played an okay game. Um, and well, go ahead and we'll get to more stuff watching this game wire to wire this game reeks of as soon as this playoff matchup was set that locker room turned around and sat burakowski donskoy and grubauer down in a chair and said okay what do we do because (laughs) that that matchup yes that was a great game plan but this is also a best of seven series Hey, overtime, by the way, is five on five for the end of eternity. No mm-hmm. shootouts to bail you out. It's five on five. And guess what? Where does the advantage go in those situations five on five? It's Colorado. And you you mentioned how Colorado responds after a loss. Yes, this was great for Seattle coming out of the gate. But you have to feel confident in where the Avalanche are going from here. Like you said, there were some positive things the Avs were doing. It just wasn't enough. And you could see like kind of a little bit of the yips when it comes to hitting the wide open yawning cage. Mm. When you saw like Nico and Nate and EJ at one point, it's just there were some weak, like missed opportunities all throughout the game that you yes. know are going to be cleared yes. up. Um, and, and yeah, you know, you said like the abs will, you know, the, the, they had those moments, like I said, and, 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 this is where you have to give Seattle credit because Seattle could have just gotten out of their, their, I don't want to say comfort zone, but their game plan. And when the abs started like buzzing, the abs, uh, they got that goal mm-hmm. and then they looked great in the last 10 minutes of the second period. And a team, any team really, and especially maybe this Kraken team could be just on their heels and just kind of like 
throw the the game plan up in the air and just kind of like forget about it. But they didn't. They said, "Okay, you got you got the best of us on for those few minutes, but we're just going to get back to how we were going to play you." And they did that. And they yeah. did that for pretty much the entirety of the game. They made life miserable for Nathan McKinnon. Um, but I still think McKinnon played a fine game. He yeah. found ways to get um, shots on net. Let me see how many he had. He had the assist um, on the Miko goal. He did. He had seven shots on goal. And and you know to get seven shots on goal when that team when by the eye test is really kind of looks like they're shutting you down and and making it difficult for you to get those seven shots. He still found ways to do it. And we had a couple posts hit. That is what it is. Um, and and take this with a grain of salt. Uh, and I put it up on Twitter right before we went live. I, I we've thrown it out there before the whole money puck.com. Mm-hmm. It's a, I just, it's a website that I like to get kind of advanced stats and they have that deserve to win. O meter. Uh, the avalanche won that deserve to win. O meter 70% to 30%. And I believe they had about three and a half expected goals on the day. And why is this, the deserve to win. O meter so heavily favored in the way of the avalanche because how that thing works is you're taking into account average goaltending and philip grubauer was not average no in game one he was great so yeah he won them that game along with some really bad uh turnover especially that first turnover um of the game that led to the first goal for seattle by by devon taves stuff like that uh it, it dooms you but it happened so early you're like okay just dust it off early in the game it, 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 a, a bad mistake we can come back from that we've done it so many times um and you had the moments where it was again up and down throughout the entirety of the game and the abs just could not have consistent execution in the in this game i think that's kind of like the title of this game lack of consistent execution lack of consistent execution and then just the mishaps you could take two of those goals back on just mishaps. And like there were some times that the passing didn't look right. And if you could have kept the passing and just the gaffes that they made away, mm-hmm. this would have been a completely different game. And, and I think game two will be. Oh, I yeah. really think game two will be. Um, it started off. We should have known this would have been a, a, an odd game because we had one lineup. And then that lineup completely changed. Uh, and I'm talking about the Johnson, the Johnson and Johnson boys. <clears throat> we'll get to that. And then I want to get to that, those list of the, the little things. Uh, all, wow. All of the small things, technically, Ooh. Are, are what the Avalanche were missing in this game. Uh, but first, we are going to talk about Game Time and the Game Time app over at GameTime.co. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will no doubt have. And what are some things that we love about the GameTime app experience? Well, they have flash deals on last-minute tickets. So if you're one of those uh, last-minute people who like to buy tickets, because uh, the prices do decrease the closer you get to the event, and Game Time takes advantage of that. 
So they have flash deals for those last minute ticket buyers. Easy to find and uh, buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. The thing that Kyle and I like the most, image of your seat view. It's a game changer. Chef's kiss right there. It's the lowest price guarantee with event cancellation protection. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And you can download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create an account and redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute deals, the lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we started the game with uh, Eric Johnson scratched, healthy scratch. And it was Jack Johnson who was on the third defensive pairing. Something happened. Uh, We're recording this directly after the game, so I have not listened to Jared Bednar's press conference. I'm sure somebody was asked him about that, what happened. For what was maybe he got hit by an errant punk or some puck like that or something in, in warmups. For whatever reason, Jack Johnson came out, Eric Johnson went in. Um, this is maybe a conversation for a later day because right now we do want to focus on the game. But what does that mean for Eric Johnson in this offseason? If you're getting healthy scratched for Jack Johnson at, for game one, uh, and, and you don't have a contract after this season. Give me a couple thoughts. I don't want to dwell on it too much right now, but that's interesting. Well, you use the term healthy scratch for Eric Johnson, and I feel like that's an oxymoron. I feel like when you have Eric Johnson and Jack Johnson, you're like, hey, how good are you? Eric Johnson's like 68%. And Jack Johnson's (laughs) like, I'm at about 58. And then Bednar's like, yep, 68. I feel like that's where they are in this point in the season. And Jack could have tweaked something came off the ice and said hey i'm feeling a little weird ej's like hey i could i could take it and we saw that at the end of the season like ej have this like brand new burst of speed and agility and it just wasn't there in this game Mm -hmm. it it felt lacking so maybe ej's at 48 percent and we get jack (laughs) next game i don't know i don't know but a little interesting to uh start off this game right um and then you, you know, the guy who who is back, well, Cal McCarr. I thought he looked fine. Um, yeah. He had he had that very nice like pirouette move right at the blue line, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, his lower body injury is okay. And then immediately follows that up with kind of like a reverse hit right in the neutral zone. You're like, his upper body's okay too. Yeah. So I, I, he he looked fine. Um, Manson looked okay in far in terms of like skating around, but. Two bad penalties that he committed in the first, right? Um, especially a second one where he yeah. just laid on top of whoever it was on Seattle. Uh, but I, I, he just needs to. He's been injured so much, or he's missed so many games for for the majority of the season. Like he's just got to get back into to game shape and game flow. Yeah, he was yeah. he was part of uh, that second goal. Um, he completely overskated the puck, let it go behind him. And it was just a tic-tac-toe, and that put in that second goal. Yeah. So, yeah, Manson was there. He's got to warm up a little bit. Yeah, and he, and, and he, for me, was a microcosm of everything that was going on with the Avalanche and how they were just off on these little things, like I said, all, all of these small things. <clears throat> Here's some that I wrote down. This is just a few of them. 
uh, JT Confer had an easy backhand uh, pass in the neutral zone picked off. Nothing special about it. It was just one of those easy passes where you're on the wing and you pass it to the guy who's uh, the centerman going right down the edge, and it was picked off. It was a lazy pass. Byram flips a lazy pass into the offensive zone, uh, and they they kind of had numbers, it, and and it was just a lazy flip, and the defender for Seattle catches it midair, drops it, and they go in the other direction. Like, you had so much ice to work with, and that's where you flipped the puck, right? Um, there was a harmless pass to Miko Rantanen at the blue line. It was... <clears throat> Uh, how how far we are on the screen away from each other. And he just, you could see, you know, when a wide receiver is looking up when he doesn't catch, when the pass is being thrown to him and he drops it, Miko was looking up and he went to go pass the puck to whomever and it gets away from him. And because it happened right at the blue line, it goes out of the zone. And now we all have to exit the zone. Um, there was uh, Val Nachuskin. Nuke had a rough game. If you ask yeah. me, I think Valentin had a very, very rough night and there was a, uh, a, he was right in front of the net on a power play and there was a nice touch pass to him. I think it was JT Confer who said it to him and he's right where he's supposed to be for a one-timer and completely whiffs on it. Yep. And then you had pretty much back to back offsides on offensive rushes when you are just it's it's inexcusable to have those offsides. Manson did it one time when Newhook was rushing up, and then uh, Nathan McKinnon did it another time. And Nathan McKinnon does that a lot, yeah, because I get it. He gets a full head of steam. He wants to, you know, he, he's your offensive powerhouse. And Miko Rantanen had the puck, and he was so far ahead of him, and he didn't need to be. That's just a few of the ones that I wrote down where the Avalanche were just a hair off and that is week one mistakes yeah. that you can't be doing in in game one of the playoffs so when i say like i'm okay with how the avalanche played i don't expect this stuff to happen in yeah. game two you're not going to get that in back-to-back games from the avalanche you're just not yeah and i i'm i'm Amazed that that's the list that you had because i was picking up on a bunch of there was a pass that sam gerard had a lazy backhand pass maybe two and a half feet to nathan mckinnon in the defensive zone to make a breakout and it was the laziest yeah. curling shot i've ever seen of a pass <laughs> yeah and i was like they were down two one at this point and i'm i'm almost screaming at the screen where is the intensity you are down push and like the passes were lazy at this point and it was like a a culmination of a lot of lazy passes at this point, and it was just lacking. And honestly, it's not a testament to bad play. It's just, like you said, it's something that's going to be cleaned up. Right. It is. It is. And then everybody was sitting here talking about how the Kraken might be the team that, uh, you know, the bright lights of the postseason might get to them, and if the Avalanche jump on them early. And I'm not saying the opposite happened. I'm not – like. Yeah, the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup last year with most of this team. We all know the people who left, right? But so it's not like the Avalanche were sitting here and and like the lights were too big for them. It's it was just 
one of those games and not when you want to have one of those games. Yeah. It's the worst time to have that game. If this happened in game three and the Avalanche are up two to nothing, yeah. you're like, okay, it's your 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 first game on the road, their first home game in the postseason. The crowd's going crazy. That's when I expect this stuff. Not right now. Yeah. So remove all of that or some of it, even the Arturi Lekkinen penalty uh, at the end. You know, you pull the goalie, understandably so, with four minutes left, and he commits a slashing penalty. And it's just like, with, there's no need for that. <laughs> On an already a sensitive game. Vince Dunn with a yeah. swollen eye. Yeah, I mean, right? So I, 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 and I feel like Lekkinen, he, I thought he played a very good game. But that was just a lazy reach. Uh, it's in your offensive zone. You just don't need it right now. And maybe he was just a little uh, nervous that because our, our uh, goal is wide open and he's got the puck. I, I get that. I get that. But you, you, can't, you can't be committing penalties like that. That, that pretty much sealed the fate. Yeah. Pretty much sealed their fate because there's two minutes right off the, off the clock and then it's, it's next to impossible. Um, go ahead. No, it, it's it's just frustrating to see, and it's honestly when you look at the score, if you never if you didn't watch a minute of this game, you're like, wow, Seattle must have really came out there and really took it to it. it honestly, Colorado came out at about a seventy five percent, and this was Seattle's eighty five. Like it was just a little bit better and a little bit yeah. more. And like, it's not like Seattle had a clean game either. No, I. I... I thought theirs was cleaner than than the as by you know by a, a good enough stretch to win three to one right, but where I thought Seattle really excelled was on the defensive end. Yeah, they weren't given uh, the Avalanche much. Let's see what we have for uh, and I think the Avalanche still had thirty shots on goal. Yeah, thirty five to thirty. Um, Avalanche won the faceoff percentage fifty six to forty four percent. Um, no power play goals. Kraken 0 for 3. Avs 0 for 2. Um, Kraken with 40 hits on the night. So they they upped their physicality, and, and the Avs with 29. So, but um, those were explosive hits, especially early. They were blowing people up all over the place. Yeah, and I thought the both teams were. Like, this was a more physical game than I really thought it was going to be. Yeah, and that's something that Erica and I talked about yesterday. Neither of these teams are really known for their physical play, um, but you got it. And but I didn't think any of it was out of bounds. Yeah. I thought it was all, you know, good, timely, solid hits. Um, I didn't. Re- I wasn't throwing my hands up in the air saying like, you know, get that guy out of here. That's you know, there's no no. Brad Marsh and Jamie Ben nonsense going on. And you saw that between the players too. There was no like chirping and gloves dropping. Like even Lars Eller, he was tied up for the longest time. Yeah. And there was no yeah. like gloves dropping. Like everybody skated to off the bench. And when it was a shift change, there was no animosity there. It was just good physical hockey. Yeah. So it was just one of those, uh, like I said in the beginning, like one of those up and down games from the abs where you just expected them at some point to turn it on. And it looked like they did for the last 10 minutes of the second period. And I, I even put it up on Twitter. I'm like, you carry that over into the third um, and, and keep doing that to Philip Grubauer and he will crack. Mm-hmm. Give credit to him that he didn't, but I don't think anybody can sit here and, and honestly feel like, 
with the season that Grubauer had and with the season that the Seattle Kraken goalies had, they can do that over and over and over again. Let them uh, think they can. It'll help us engage. I don't them. even think that they think that they can. <laughs> they know what we know that they know. <laughs> yes, they know what we know, what they don't know that we, we know. I don't even know if that makes sense. But you We're know. on to them. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, and, you know, and when you get uh, any loss in the playoffs, it always gets catastrophized because they're under a microscope. Every win is like or every loss is it's one loss closer to the end of your season. And that is true. Like you can't deny that fact for the Avalanche are now three losses away from their season being over. Uh, but in just in terms of like they're not thinking that way. They're thinking like, OK, how, what do we have to do to get better? Yeah. Um where is i think uh let's see because they had some uh comments that went up and i want to bring them up i know peter ball posted a couple of them uh just give me a quick second here and i can find them but yeah one was one was on uh oh, sorry, jared bednar uh again this is from peter Bob posting it uh jared bednar said our whole team just wasn't quite good enough okay nathan mckinnon i think the effort was there just not our best execution night. There you go. Still had plenty of chances, lots of good looks, just a little disconnected. Thank you. It took us 25 minutes to get what Nathan McKinnon said in a tweet. Yeah. That's why he's a hockey robot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm okay with, you know, you're never okay with any loss, but um, I just, I'm not to the point where I I still feel like the Seattle Kraken can eliminate the abs they're, they're going to give them a series but uh i think i think we're still we're okay we're okay i think the colorado avalanche are the best looking team out of the losers on this slate of action that happened this on this night it, i think the avalanche all, are in a much better spot all home teams lost by the way on handily uh, handily yeah on tuesday night rangers five to one over the devils uh tampa oof Seven to three over the Maple Leafs and the Jets over Vegas, uh, Vegas five to one. So um, not a good night for the home teams no. for uh, for those series. All right, last bit of uh, stuff that we need to get to, and that of course is our sound check. So Kyle and I pick uh, one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. These songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. Just load up the app and search for LOA Soundcheck Volume Number Two. Go follow Volume Number One if you want to. That's from last year, but Volume Number Two is uh, up and live. So, what are we adding to it today, sir? Avalanche and Kraken Game One. You guys know me. It's either going to be heavy metal or gangster rap, and we're <laughs> which is and, why you're not doing that. Yeah, that's that's exactly why we're going with. Toss salad and scrambled eggs, the closing theme to the show Frasier. Now, it's got to be more than just because it's from Seattle. That t- Yeah, yeah Seattle. it's, I mean, you got the Seattle tie, but like, right. that's usually like that. It's that vibe that you get at the end of the episode of Frasier where he's just mm-hmm. kind of like laughing it off, like, toss salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling it again. I don't know what I'm going to do with those toss salad and scrambled eggs. It's just kind of like a laughing. And that's kind of what you feel with that that loss like yeah we lost that game but really mm-hmm. the way they played was toss out scrambled eggs like it's it's goofy it's not avalanche hockey you laugh it off 
you're leaving the building, you're going to come back, and you're going to get right back to what you're supposed to do. And you know what, man? That, that's kind of exactly where I went with mine. Uh, to the Even to the extreme of uh, going with a Seattle bass band. I kind of felt like we should at least, you know, do that. Go both go in the the realm of Seattle. So I went with the the Seattle band and Pearl Jam, which mm. is you know, maybe one of my top three bands of all time. Um, and they have a a song on the very underrated uh, Lightning Bolt album. Mm. Um, and they have a song called "Let the Records Play." And and it, it's just, it's a it's a phrase. Just say you know some people say like let that play let let that uh, tape play to the end. Uh, just let everything ride out. Yep. Let the record play like this. It, it's a lot. You were going to lose some games in, in the playoffs, right? Yep. Uh, again, it's not ideal that you want you want to get that one to to nothing. It's like getting that one to nothing lead in the game. Yep. You want to get the one to nothing lead in the series because then you sleep better that that night. But um, I think we've laid out how we kind of feel after game one. Yeah, not ideal, but just let everything play out. And if in the end Seattle does beat you, then, you know, congratulate them and they beat you. But I feel, I just feel like when you kind of just look at everything um, as a whole from this game and how the Avalanche respond following losses, uh, if they lose game two, we're having a different conversation. <laughs> But I'm pretty confident they can turn this thing around uh, and go into game two looking mighty good. The best way to look at this, this was a bumpy road, not a flat tire. I love your... your, uh, (laughs) They're borderline yogiisms. They they are yogiisms. Shaggyisms, I think we're going (laughs) to... So uh, they're not doomisms because it's not doom. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's not doom. Yeah, right. yeah, it's it's just a bumpy road. Like I you don't it. have a flat tire. Your alignment's not about to go out. It's going to be all right. That's where we're going to wrap it up, sir. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, comment away. I, I know that people are going to have a lot of opinions on this, and there might be some that disagree with us, and, and that's completely fine. Uh, but uh, we'll interact with everybody in the comments section. So. Um, all right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, making it your first listen of the day. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. See how we feel tomorrow. It's the off day, so we'll uh, still have more Avalanche stuff to talk about. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, Go! go.